Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. Today, I have a really special guest. He's back with the family now. He was away for a little bit, but uh, he understands one thing. You never go against the family. And now he's in my good graces and he's part of my family. Again, I know him for a lot, a lot of years. I got a lot of respect for him, what he does for New York City and what he has done for New York City. And I just wish that he would have won as the mayor of New York City and we wouldn't have been in this problem that we're in. I think that this is one of the reasons why uh, Curtis Lee is probably... I could say it very honestly. I'm a very good New Yorker, but you're very special. I don't take the subways as much as you because I'm afraid because I carry a nine millimeter. And it's a matter of time, Curtis. It's a matter of time. Welcome to the show, Thank Curtis. Thank you. But the classic moment that had gotten me back into the good graces of the family, maybe forever, was when I was waiting in the bullpen as a witness. <laughs> And Frank Morano was called before the commission, and he saw me in the bullpen ready to testify against him, and he took a knee to you. <laughs> he capitulated like uh, General Lee giving his sword to General Grant, yeah, and yeah. he apologized to you <laughs> profusely. Well, you stepped right up because you you told the truth, and when I was running for mayor, then, uh, you know, I was looking for the independent line and all that, and then what he did was he recorded me threatening to punch him out, and then he gave it to the New York Post. What a rat. That's uh, a rat, you uh, know? I mean, we're all part of the family. You take it like a man, and all he does now is talk about these flying saucers at midnight. <laughs> Nobody else is listening to the freaking guy. You know, when you go, there's two people listening. So what is, how do you get these ratings like that? I want to know. Uh, you know, he cooks the books. <laughs> he cooks the books. <laughs> well, hell with him. We got some real serious issues now, and we all know what's going on with this migrant thing. And I live right on 90th in York. I'm up pretty high 29 floors. I always observe Gracie Mansion. I watch the activity. And put it this way, there's room for a lot of migrants in Gracie Mansion. I've not seen the damn mayor there. Yeah. In fact, you remember when Bloomberg was mayor, he never went to Gracie Mansion. He lived in his townhouse. 79th well, we Street. 79th Street. Right. We, we right. knew that. So where does, where does the mayor live? You know everything. Eric Adams goes to the Club Zero Bond at night till about 2.30. Then he leaves. That's a private men's club. Uh -huh. Actually, a private uh, men and women's club. Yeah. And then he goes uptown at UN Plaza. There's the 90-story uh, Trump building yeah. right across the street. And he goes in there. That's and the black building over there by the UN. Right. And he goes in there, and there's a condo owned by the Petrosian brothers. No, who are they? The Petrosian brothers are felons, convicted felons, white-collar crime, insurance mm. fraud, medical insurance fraud. Uh, one of them did time. One of them copped a plea. But you as a cop, you know. If you're a, if you're a police officer, you know, I'm not a cop anymore. I can hang out with whoever right, I right, want, right. you know, and I do. Uh, I'm not a cop. But if I was a cop and all of a sudden they got me with a known convicted felon, that's a no-no. That's it. You you lose the badge, the gun. You might lose your pension. Mm. You might be in uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, selling ice cream. But <laughs> the mayor always claims that he mentors people who've uh, committed felonies oh, who've okay. done that. Maybe he's mentoring them. Yeah, but he's up in that apartment every night. Now, political followed him yeah. and confronted him and said, why are you always going into that building? We know you're going into the Petrosian uh, room, you know, the condo yeah. that they have. 
what are you doing there? He said, I don't go to Gracie Mansion. I stop here. They're my friends. It's really none of your business. Wow. So it's on record. But well, I, I was broadcasting that long before Politico got on the, on well, the beat. you know, maybe he's, mon- uh, maybe he's mentoring them. You yeah, know, mentor, could be I'm mentoring. Sure. mentoring. 3, 4 in the morning, he's mentoring them, Bo. <laughs> okay, so he's mentoring them now. Let's go to the issue at hand right now. When does it stop? We're up to about 80,000. We don't even know how many. Yep. There's no more places. My thing that hurts me is over the years, Yes, Curtis, and I've talked about it a lot. We've had homeless Americans on the street, some of them veterans, and we celebrated D-Day uh, yesterday, and these are veterans that are on the street, and we couldn't find a place for them to stay, nowhere. And now all of a sudden we're finding beds everywhere, and it's not just beds, it's everything. And that Roosevelt Hotel, who, who did that contract at the Roosevelt Hotel? Well, first off, it's redacted because my wife, Nancy, is an e-attorney, a real estate attorney. Yeah. And she did the deep dive. They don't call it a hotel anymore or a shelter. They call it a human resource center. So by calling it that, they redacted the contract with the Pakistani government. Bo, you've done business with yeah. foreign countries. Yes. The Pakistani government is about the most corrupt government out there, you know, along with uh, uh, Romania, you know, countries like that. But I want to know who the broker was because there's a big broker commission. I wonder who the broker is. That's Brokers what and lawyers, I say, all roads lead to Frank Caron. <laughs> He's got a lobbying firm now. He's hiring up former members of the Adams administration. He just hired Max Rose, who lost, thank God, to Maliotakis yeah. twice. So he's loaded up. I mean, look, you leave as chief of staff and you got your beak in the trough and you're being wine dined in pocket line because he still has the ear of the mayor. You know, when when when, when I ran, you know what happened to me when I ran. I, I was told by uh, Cohen, Steve Cohen and Ken Langone, boy, you can't run as a Republican. You'll never win. Run as a Democrat. I switched my line, and then all of a sudden, Big Bird, with who, who he put in for board of elections, came at me because I checked Democrat and Independent because I figured I'd use an Independent sure. line, too. A mistake that was done many, many times, Curtis. And then all of a sudden, when uh, David Goodman from the New York Times called me, he said, Bo, you're not on any line. All of a sudden, I said, what are you talking about? So I call up the head of the board election, one of his stooges, one of de Blasio's stooges. And he goes, oh, well, you made a mistake, Bo. We're going to send you an affidavit. Get it notarized. We'll put you on the Democratic line. Because I wanted to beat him up during the Democratic sure, primary. Sure. Smart and take him out. Right. And then I always had the backup. I wanted a backup independent line yes. so I could come in because he was very, very beatable yes. when when that year when I ran against uh, when I ran yeah, against. Yeah, because he already had four years in which he destroyed, destroyed the city. Destroyed the city, right. and then all of a sudden with the play for play, no one answered the question about those two Jewish brothers there, whatever they were. They convicted him of bribery, but in bribery, I think Curtis, you have to have someone that gives the bribe. Yep. And what else? Yep. Bribe Take receiver. the bribe. Take and who the bribe. was the guy taking that the damn bribe? That was Comrade Bill De Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park well, Slope. And nobody wants to know anything about it. Well, you they- know how he went. He went. You see how Trump went with his yeah, attorneys to the yeah, DOJ. Yeah. You go with your attorneys, and he blamed the attorneys. He goes, you know I'm not a lawyer. This was the advice they gave me. And all the lawyers nodded their head. That's the advice that we gave Bill de Blasio. That's how he escaped Preet Bahara. He should have been indicted. Well, and on, t- on top of that, I was standing out inside of Federal Plaza with handcuffs, waving them back of what I was running. Now, what happened to me was I was crushed. And I, uh, Connors, I think was his name, Marty Connors yes. from Brooklyn. A former state senator said, Bo, give me 40 grand. This is this is an easy one. We went to Supreme Court. That's when I walked in there. And I'll say it again because they, they called me a racist. If if that judge didn't look like Charlene de Blasio, <laughs> not because she was black, Curtis, 
and listen to me. Look at the pictures, and right away, that's a racist yep, thing. Yep, yep. I, I challenge anybody to look at that judge and look at Charlie de Blasio. And I admitted it when we were up on 70th Street, and I said, yeah. Well, Bo, Bo, you got another mission. You're the best private investigator around anywhere internationally. They stole $1.5 billion from that Thrive program. Remember? Yeah. That was supposed yeah. to help emotionally yeah. disturb people. Yeah. You got to find out if it's in a bank in Switzerland, Panama, Cayman Islands, or Antigua. Well, part of that thing was they have these nonprofits. They make deals with these nonprofits. These are fugazis. They're non they become a nonprofit. Yeah. All of a sudden, that money's funneled through there. And then there's got to be a backdoor with a ching-ching to another account for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, de Blasio there. Isn't it funny? He's very quiet. He's very quiet. And I called when I was running, and then your friend over here, Big Bird 2, uh, Ed Cox, that no balls guy, he destroyed <laughs> the Republican Party, you know, in New York State. You know that. He ran the worst candidates in the world. His claim to fame was he married Nixon's daughter. Yep. And then I found out he was involved with the Chinese HNA. This guy's full of crap. And he did. Now they put him back in there. What did he do so good? He was the one that I went to, and I said to him, listen, the only way I could come back and go against this guy. I, I want to run against Malatakis. I think I could beat. I got, you know, he's afraid of me. He's not afraid of Malatakis. Right. Because, you know, I, I got the balls like you got. Sure. And I ain't backing down sure, from sure, Big Bird. Sure. And then all of a sudden, and then that, the other jerk off from the Bronx there, Dino flipped on me. And then next thing is you needed three of the people for uh, three of, of the, the five, five borough. Right. And I could have gotten back on the Republican line and run. And I actually said to Malatakis and I said to Big, Big Bird Cox, if she beats me, I'll give a full support. My money's, I don't give, but I am the one he's afraid of. He's not afraid of, she's doing a great job. She's a great congresswoman. I do not take anything away, but he was afraid of me. And he wasn't afraid of, of, of Malatakis because he knew that I knew all about where his bodies were buried. <laughs> and, all that. and then he had the balls on Channel 2, um, uh, Maurice Dubois. We were on the debate. He had to debate me because I raised a million and a half dollars. Yes. And the next thing is, I, when I said the famous thing, you know, Mr. Mayor, I I've been a detective my whole life, and I know a criminal when I see one. And you're a criminal with your pay for play. How much do I got to give you to get something done in the city? He moonwalked off the stage. He wouldn't even look at it. And then we were in the green room during another debate, and he goes, you think me and my wife could come up to Rayo's? I said, listen to me, Big Bird. I said, the only place you're going to have dinner <laughs> is in that Mount Morris Park across the street. You're not having dinner with me. What I mean, and this guy, eight years totally put us into the cesspool of what we're totally. in. And Des he's destroyed bike lanes, destroyed and bus city. lanes, right. and these lanes. But I almost got killed coming over here again. Every time I got to look, don't look one way on these bike no, lanes. No, you can't. You got to look, they're going both ways. No license plates. They stick it in your face. They're driving on sidewalks. No one's doing anything. Quality of life. God knows how many they pull over are going to have guns on them. Now they're attacking the cops because they're doing stop and frisk and they're taking guns off. Well, no, we shouldn't stop them. We should let them shoot a young black kid. Well, we should have a quota. Based on the population. Yep. So if already you're over the quota of blacks or Hispanics, you, you got to stop. You got to stop. Now Preachers. you got to go look for whites and Asians, right? Well, you know, you know my career. Yes. I've taken hundreds of guns off the street. Yes. Excuse me. 
I'll admit it. I'm not committing a crime right now. I didn't kill nobody. Yeah, I tossed guys. And you know what I did? I found a frigging gun that could have killed your son. Sure. And I took the gun off the street. Yes, I did. I could tell. The bulge. Of course. The one pants leg was longer. I could go into a grand jury and tell them why I stopped and frisked the damn guy. But that's part of it, getting those guns off. And then, again, Curtis, I scream and yell about this, about the federal prosecution of convicted felons. Just imagine... If we could take, of course, the majority, I get 90% of them have been convicted felons with guns even, and they're being released. So they're not doing nothing with these meatball DAs or with this little guy up there, this Hevesy guy. He's in another planet in the scarf lady. What's her name there? Cousin Stewart. Yes, yes, Stewart Cousin. And now they're going to push through. You hear the newest one? They're going to push through one of these things. And they said, this session. If you're a convicted misdemeanor or convicted felon, even up to murder, yep. after seven years, they want to wipe your slate out. Completely clean. So that if you're going for a job, going for an apartment, trying to lease some space, the person involved with trying to vet you out would never know that. It would be like you are the best citizen, citizen of the year. But hey, this is what our state and city has become. I, I, I mean, you know, Curtis, and I, I hear you talking, and I, I love listening to you because you have the balls to say what you have to say. You don't curve it around. And I this, to me, makes me more excited about you being on the show here now. And a lot of people listen to us here. But the other thing is now we're going into these machines. What are they, what are they selling in these machines? Crack pipes? Well, or? you know, because we're weed city now, you got all these guys smoking reefer, illegal reefer, yeah. who get the munchies. So they see one of these vending machines and yeah. figure, oh, maybe I'll get Snickers or Skittles or, you know, Starburst. And then they look and they're saying, crack pipe, fentanyl strip, oh, Narcon? Where's the needles? How come they don't have the hypodermic needles in it? So they put one machine up in Brownsville, right? Yeah. 73rd Precinct. They cleaned it out in one night, and naturally, they're on the corner selling it. Next, Are they going to put syringes in next? Is that, you know they are. They asked, for, I think, for an RFP about syringes also. Yeah, you know it. they are. So now, the, 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 the generation of our city— that you've seen, and you know I've been around longer than sure, you, sure. and I was a cop in 1970, and I saw that whole thing, and we got through that crack epidemic. I remember my last case was the 10 dead on the crack cocaine, that little punk Christopher Thomas. He's yep. out. He's probably a borough president by now, or yep. a councilman at least. <laughs> That's he right. He's out. Killed 10. He's out. eight children shot in the head, yep. and and then those other two punks that raped the nun. I think one's in charge of a woman's, uh, uh, a woman's rights or something. Where are we going with this curse? You're watching this city disintegrate. I'm watching this city disintegrate. I'm still here. You're still here. The best one is this. You get busted. You actually now get a sentence, which is rare. Yeah. Uh, You decide you want to become a transgender. Yeah. Because you don't want to be some guy's Maytag. They put you in a female prison. And you still got your three-piece set, your knife, your spoon, your fork. You're impregnating women in the female prison, and you're claiming it's your right to be there because you identify as a woman. So then whack off your three-piece set. But as long as you got that three-piece set, you're in a male prison. I, I, I just I can't understand. Well, and we saw the uh, outcome of what happened with the beer with that beer with that beer woman there. I think they lost fifteen billion dollars in oh market cap. Oh my god! Cap. And they're losing and, money as we speak. And like we say, what is the percentage of these transformers? What are they called? Uh, transvestites, transgenders, cross dressers, transformers. The right. 
What is the percentage? It's, it's point zero three. That's one third of one percent. And yet they're controlling our military. They're controlling our advertisers, our corporations. Who gives a crap about these people? And 50 percent of them attempt suicide or commit suicide because yep. they're always screwed up. They're rejected. Then they want our little children, five and six years old, yep. to know about, oh, you can be a girl if you want. You want to wear a dress? Leave my kids alone. This is the most upsetting part about this whole thing is why are we bringing it to our children because they're militant you see in society you could be a very small minority but if you threat if threaten violence and use violence everybody shrinks away we see that in the streets now look at that hero marine penny oh my god right he he did what he had to do and now all of a sudden he's facing second degree manslaughter so now people are saying you know let me just mind my own business you do whatever you yeah. got to do yeah. I'm just going to mind Walk my away, own because you're going to get in trouble. Right now, you know, and 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 again, you, I, I never killed nobody, Curtis, and I've been shot at, stabbed, everything, hospitalized thirty times. I, if I didn't use that headlock chokehold two hundred times, I didn't use one. Try to take a guy down out of attic, a six foot three guy who's been working out for the last ten years, and if I can't get him in the headlock and get him on the ground, you can he'll punch the living crap or, or out of me. Or you put a Bruno Sammartino Sicilian backbreaker on. Yeah, but I mean, not I've, many people can do I, that. I've used it. Now that kid was holding yet yeah, two other people. Yep, yep. They were trying to restrain him. Normally they block out. Lay on the ground, That's right. and they come out of it. That's right. There was no intention. Well, because he, his veins and arteries were filled with drugs. Notice, we never got, oh, a, we toxicology never got a toxicology report. You're right. What are they holding on to that for? Oh, that's We a... know he was using K2 because his aunt said, yeah, he was smoking wow, K2 all the time. what a great observation. We, autopsy we well, got. Well, we know about that other guy over there, uh, with the, the George Floyd, the one they make yep. statues about. Yeah, he was on he fentanyl. Was loaded with fentanyl. Right. And in reality, if you watch the whole video, he didn't die from the chokehold. And I talked to Dr. Botton. He died of a heart attack yep. from the fentanyl. Sure. But nobody wants to hear that scenario. But yet, America could burn down for for a year and a half, robberies, beating cops up, destroying property, setting fire. Nobody was prosecuted. Nobody. It wasn't the thing that they could do. Well, remember, Bo, Black Lives Matter led this. Yeah. They now are bought large mansions, mm. BLM. $90 million, and I think 70% went into their pockets, and 30% went to these Fugazi organizations. They're in the real estate business <laughs> yeah. now. They, they, they live the American dream by threatening people. And notice, all the white people put up BLM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so they don't break their windows. They gave yeah. them money, you know, extortion money. It's like it's like organized crime used to do. Say, why do I need to give you money? So that your window doesn't get broken. Who's yeah. going to break my window? We I, are. I got another one for you that really tipped me off. Man. Yes. I was reading about this young female student at the uh, uh, University of Cincinnati, one of the best colleges in the world. And all of a sudden, a co college, she had a project there. And it, the term biological woman was exclusionary and not to be allowed in the course. So she used it. Now there's another one. You have to you have to reinforce header homoatality. I can't even say these words. <laughs> so in other words, she got a zero on her test yep. because she did not because she used the word biological woman. Well, what the hell is it? You got one or you ain't got exactly. one. Exactly. Look, if you don't want to be a man, you got to whack it off. You whack it off, okay, now we can have a discussion. But you can't have it both ways, like an all-everything bagel. I'm a female 
but I got my plumbing is a three-piece set. No, it's it, got to go. It, it, it's getting to a point right now where I don't know what's up and I don't know what's done. I'm just reading again with this new uh, this new project. They said they're going to pass it through, this thing with erasing your record crap. Yep, yep. Now I see school aide and ex-con. He had gun, gun collars, and now he's working as a school aide. Where does it stop? <laughs> where does it stop? Next, they're going to hire Christopher Thomas, the guy that killed yep. 10 people. Yep. They're going to hire Christopher Thomas to be uh, enforcement for school safety. Maybe? It is It is conceivable. It oh, is conceivable. And then remember, in school, when you went to school, I went to school, yeah. you got in trouble, you hoped the dean didn't give you a cauliflower ear. No. Now it's restorative justice. So, for instance, if somebody took a baseball bat to you, Bo, yeah. they bring you in a room. Yeah. Me, the guy who hit you with the baseball yeah. bat, and they have a counseling session, and then... As long as I say, you know, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. Yeah. You have to forgive me, Bo. No arrest. Mm. I don't get it. You don't get ex no expulsion, no suspension. Restorative justice. Go now, ahead. that criminal looks at you and says, I'm going to get you, you know, for you even ratting me out. You're dead. Mm -hmm. You're dead. Now, you think that I didn't learn. I grew up in Ozone Park. You yes, know where I grew yes. up and all. I grew up with all the wise guys. You know all about your friend Johnny Gotti to try to kill you and all that shit. But the fact of the matter is, that wasn't who I feared. You know who I feared? My German father. Hell I'll yeah. never forget one. My mother's Sicilian, born sure, in Sicily. Sure, sure. I'll never forget one thing. My only interaction with the police, because I never want to be a freaking cop. I have no cops in my family. I'm not O'Hara the cop. And the only interaction was sitting in Richmond Hill at Smoky Park. Remember Smoky Park? Yes, on the railroad? yes, yes. And then I was we're sitting on a bench. I was about 12 years old. And the car pulls up, the old bubble gum with the green car. Right. And a guy, a big Irish cop, comes out. I was just, we're sitting there. It was dark. And he comes out. And he, what are you doing? We're not doing nothing. Banged and the nightstick, and I still got on my knee. I still got the lumps on my knee. He hits me. I run out of there limping home, limping on my father. goes, why are you limping? I said, nothing, nothing. I wouldn't want to tell sure. him. And it came out of me. The cop hit me with a nightstick. I didn't do nothing wrong. He beat me for the next two hours. We used to have a bathtub that was on these uh, stilts. Yeah, the old ones. And it, yeah, there was on that, the tiles. Yes, yeah, six, six inches in the old tiles. I was trying to sneak into the. <laughs> I was trying to sneak into under the bathtub as he's beating me. He had FD on his on his belt buckle. He beat me for the next hour. Just because I had an interaction yep. with the cop. Yep. Did I learn from that? I, I never had an interaction again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you something. And today, it's just like a joke. It's a joke with kids with interact. There's no respect for cops. If anything, they disrespect cops more than ever, oh, ever complete. before. Look, uh, a barista at a Starbucks gets more respect behind the counter than a cop does. And I just can't. And I see it every day. And guys are spitting on them. And it, it's just a horrible, horrible. But you know what? If we don't, if we don't do something, and this city council, like I always say, it looks like a scene from Star Wars. That these morons, city council. I wonder, do we do a background check on any of them? No, or, or, or no. They could be, I mean, do as I do as I say, not as I. But do. I mean, can can I? I mean, do do they have to have a no criminal record? Or they could be anything. No, it could be anything. There was a guy who did time upstate, and he's now an assemblyman in Harlem. Well, I remember when I ran for mayor, there was one guy that hijacked an airplane. That's right, to Cuba. <laughs> And he ran for me. Yeah, he ran for me. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> so it looks like it looks like if things are rolling out the way, it looks like this DeSantis. And I know uh, your friend, uh, your friend inside the bald one is going to be upset because if the gap is closing. I think it's forty five, forty three. Oh, I like DeSantis, and, and I, I like him too. You know why? 
he's electable. Yep. And 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 Donald, with all respect to him, it's time to take the swan sword. Yep, yep. If you want to make America great, you've got to back someone that could win because – if the galloping ghost there, it looks like a horse, uh, uh, Obama's wife there, dun, 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 dun. she walks in, she wins everything. We've got to show people, and the good people, the Democrats, the independents, and the Republicans, we've got to come and we got to stop. And our biggest problem, I'm going to tell you something, it's not what's going on with the city with the migrants. Our biggest problem is a place called China. Because once they start lobbing those A-bombs, you don't have to worry about migrants. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about those rats that you chase down yep. because it's going to be over. And if we don't get the strength back in worldwide, yep. you know, I'm scared for your children, sure. my children, my grandchildren. This, to me, is my biggest fear is what's going on around this world. And I listen to that guy that's, that he has on the show, and he's right on it, Chang. He's right on it. And if you don't think what they've been doing is they're testing, testing, and they know they got a week more, and Blinken's just a total douchebag. Sure. And then the president is a weak douchebag crashing into walls. That scares me now, Curtis, more than the migrants. That scares me more than... All that's going on, because once that goes into gear, bye-bye. Yeah, but it, sh- it needs to be out with the old, in with the new. We're not going to run 2020 again. I yeah. don't want that again. The country doesn't no. want it. Poll after well, poll yeah. says they don't want Trump-Biden again. So why not a new guys, fresh faces, regardless of who they are? Yeah, I, fresh like, I like that Suwami guy to be a vice president. I like that guy, Scott. Yeah, but also, where's the Democrats? We got to look at this moron from California that's put it into the garbage can. This is the only thing the Democrats got. I tell you what, if there was a good Democrat, I'd vote for the Democrat. Yeah, no, no, but no. you got to show me somebody. They're out there. We, I don't want a progressive piece of garbage like this California governor. What are they doing in California? Let them, have, let them have primaries. Remember, that's how you ended up with Bill Clinton. They were going too far to the left. He was the moderate well, centrist Democrat. I would take Bill Clinton as corrupt and piece of crap anybody he is anybody tomorrow. Would. I may even take his lesbianic wife there, yeah. uh, a bunch anybody of patient. Would. Anybody name? would. What's right? her name there? The, uh, uh, Hillary. Hillary with the 30,000 washed out. But you know with that whole Durham report, what happened this Durham? Why didn't he indict people? Why didn't he wait till the statute of limitations was oh, over? Look. And on top of it, there were four independent investigations on her, taking money and running it through the Clinton Foundation. And what was that? Tiano, Tano, Tanio. They were running all that money through it. They had all the goods. Well, and nobody cares. We cash out on everybody. Trump, Biden, Hillary, just out with the old and with the new. Yeah. Because all this is going to do is consume our discussion. We're not going to be focusing on the issues right, that right. a candidate has to discuss with the American people. Right. Who wants to go back to 2016 or 2020? No, it's over. No. It's time to move on. Well, you know what, Curtis? I really appreciate you being with me. Anything you want to go off of, we're going to wrap, wrap it up. But it was really exciting, and I think our beliefs are very much in common. Yep. And, and uh, I, I, I need you, though, as the best private eye in the world. <laughs> Keep an eye on Gracie Mansion because uh, the swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, is not using that facility. Well, you know what? You can say what you want about Adams, but one thing I compare him against, Big Bird. For some reason, he gives me more hope than Big Bird. <laughs> Big Bird was a total douchebag. At least Adam's no like, doubt. Adam's like, I have dinner with, you know, he, he tells me things. I I like him. He's got a likability. The other douchebag was, he never left 
Gracie Mansion, the other douchebag, because he built those walls. I yeah, remember seeing him smoking Maui Waui and Hindu Kush on the back porch. And they're talking about that. We got 2,000 smoke shops selling the illegal stuff. They're probably selling and, guns, and cocaine. Bo, you got to do an investigation on this Anthony Miranda, the sheriff. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the most corrupt individual who's ever lived. There's 2,000 illegal weed shops. Let the cops shut them down. Let the cops do their job. No, it's got to be the sheriff. Sheriff has no enforcement powers. Yeah. He basically exists to find people. Yeah. Uh, to repo cars. Or to give a subpoena to close Right, right. But the point is, it's got to be in conjunction with the police and with the buildings department. And then you got to bring the they bring the uh, violations up to $5,000. Yeah, but And look, then you don't want to know something. If you're giving violations $250, they sell out one weed bag. You remember Rudy. Yep. Nightclub owners said, we hated Rudy because he shut us down for noise abatement. Yeah. But he was the best mayor we had for cleaning up the city. Absolutely. He killed their business, but he was best for the city. All you got to do is find an excuse to padlock these weed shops, and the city will not do it. It and will it, not do it. And it has to be in conjunction with the police. You want to use the sheriffs? That's nice. And want to use the sanitation? That's nice. And the building departments. And we go in there, each one of them, you padlock, and you tell them, no more, dickhead. Bye-bye, dickhead. But- what is the problem? You got to pat them down on the way out because, you know, they're putting nickel and dime bags in their no, pockets. No, and I think they're putting some hardware in their yeah, pockets. Yeah, exactly. And I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they're selling guns out of these places, too. Would you? Of course. The Curtis, ghost guns. The ghost guns. This is one of my best one-tough podcasts. What is this called now? Oh, both true crime story. Oh, true crime story. True crime story. Yeah, we changed I it I can't around. tell you the crimes I committed and got away with this. Well, as long as Statute it's not murder. limitation. No, no, no. no only murder. Yes, yes. Only murder. Well, I don't, you know, they had me in the 70s. 23rd precinct one time that swept me down and said, some white guy on a roof supposedly threw a guy off. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. They said, well, you live on Christopher Street, right? In Brownsville? I'm, I'm, not, like, so I'm not giving you any locations. No, 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 it's okay. But I used to carry brass knuckles. Oh, and right, I, all right. I could say is one thing, is when I became a homicide detective, they, I ended up catching the two cold cases that Henry Hill gave up on uh, Jimmy Burke. I used to drink beers over on Leffords Boulevard in his bar over there, and I had to take them from Allenwood. And I go, this ain't personal. This is your scumbag friend of rat. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, his daughter was there, Kathy Burke, and she said, oh, boy, you're a piece of guy. I said, this ain't personal. Hmm. This is your father's friend. And I got the case. No, he no, was doing- You ever had the Jagermeister there underneath oh, uh, yeah. Jamaica yeah. Avenue? Yeah, and then uh, but the, stay away from the, uh, the Goldschlager. Oh, Goldschlager. Oh. Not good. You might come out in the body bag. Curtis, I love love you. We've got to do this again, and it's great. And Absolutely. Thank you, and thank you for being who you are. You are Mr. New York. Please. I keep just- the eagle eye on Gracie Mansion. <laughs> you got it. Until next week. Bo Deedle's True Crime Story signing off. You can get me at Bo at Investigations.com or you can get me through WABC Radio. Thank you.